Welcome to Clydesdale Media. Fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale, and I am so honored and privileged to have with me, I think I can call you a friend, a dear friend, Absolutely, Kelly Benfi. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you. So just to let the audience know, um, I met you at Granite Games last year. You were a guest on our podcast, interviewed by my co-host, Amy, before that. Um, but we hung out, gosh, it was like hours after Granite Games at the hotel bar. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> there we go. So I got to know you and Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. He's, um, he's the talker of our duo. That's my boyfriend, Hunter. So he's the talker. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to, like, I didn't, I knew he was your boyfriend at the time. You guys have been together a while. Is it mm-hmm. still just boyfriend? Yes. Yeah. But dude, we're not in a rush, <laughs> but dude, it's a long-term thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. And Hunter is the talker um, mm-hmm. and he, and hype man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. All that stuff. Yeah. You only need one person in your entourage because he does all the stuff. I agree. We call him, he's my like boyfriend. He's my handler. He's my hype guy. He's my bag, like carrier at the like events, like granite games and stuff. So he was my coach. He, he, he thinks me. you're the, he's the coach. <laughs> exactly. He, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was excited to have you on um, one because uh, we haven't talked in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And then we saw each other at Wadapalooza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got to catch up a little bit, but this gives us an opportunity uh, to kind of hang out and chill for a while. You are not in the United States right now. No, I am not. I am basically on the opposite side of the world uh, in New Zealand right now, Christchurch specifically. Yeah, that's a long ways away. And I told you before coming on live on the air that I only stay up this late for my good <laughs> friends. Um, and, I'm, and that puts uh, you in the company of Emily Rolf, Ariel Lowen, and now you. Crazy to be in that same sentence. Um, so thank you so much. I, I did do that for, I did do this for Brandon Swan as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause he cool. was in Australia and mm-hmm. the only way to make it, I think I actually stayed up later for him. I don't even know yeah. how I uttered words that were coherent. Right. Right. At least nine is hopefully <laughs> not bad for you. It's a. Uh... 3 p.m. the day ahead of you right now, though, here. Yeah. So what happens tomorrow? Anything big that I should like bet on or? Tomorrow? Uh, well, at nine o'clock my time, we'll see the next open workout. So <laughs> stay oh. tuned for that. You, you missed the joke. I Like oh. you're already in tomorrow. You see the future. Oh, that yeah. Was... That went right over my head then. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty typical. <laughs> yeah. So, um, last time we were on, you were on with Amy, you talked about winning the 2021 occupational games for healthcare workers. Yes. That's on my resume. And I know one of our listeners in the chat is Elise. She's a nurse. So she's in that category as well. Can I ask a weird question? And you know, you can choose not to answer. I don't care. Um, but a lot of people did the 21 occupational games. Mm-hmm. And not so many did the 22 occupational games. Fair. I didn't pay attention to it much. So I I, I didn't do it the second year either. So right. like nobody did. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, so like Shaylin uh, was um, LEO of 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't do it in 22. You were okay. healthcare of 21. She didn't do it in 22. Right. So, and and I know, like, I've talked to other people. I don't think Angelo did the firefighter one. I don't think, like, a lot of people, maybe, 
was it not what it was cracked up to be? Or you're like, eh, been there, done that. I don't need to win it again. For me personally, it was the first year my season was done. I didn't qualify or advance through any further after quarterfinals. So I was like, oh, sure, I'll do this just to get more experience competing. Like I'll sign up and do the occupational games. And then it, I ended up getting first and that was awesome. Um, the second year I did qualify for Granite Games. So I didn't want to spend, like I started prepping for semifinals and I didn't need to do another online quarterfinal type uh, competition in that moment. It just it would have been cool to see if I could do it again, um, but just wasn't going to help me with my ultimate goals of peaking okay. to Granite Games. So you you grew up on the East Coast. Yes. New York. Upstate New York. Uh, you yes. went and you went to, yeah, you got to clear. I'm not part of that ugly city down there. I'm upstate. <laughs> yeah. It's very different. Like the city compared to where I grew up, two different worlds. So it's worth clarifying. <laughs> and then you went to school in Boston. Yep. Correct. Northeastern University. Yeah. So what made you go Midwest? Yeah. Good question. Um, I am a physical therapist. That's my main role. Um, and I was finishing up PT grad school and my last clinical rotation, I got placed in Chicago. So before, actually this kind of ties into like how I started doing CrossFit. So before I left Boston to go do that rotation, I was like, oh no, like how do adults make friends <laughs> in the real world, you know? And I had heard of CrossFit. And so I started doing CrossFit in Boston for a few months or so just to have like, to not be a newbie when I show up in Chicago and find a gym, just so I was like kind of okay with it. And then once I uh, arrived in Chicago, I found a gym and was, um, that's where I made all my friends in Chicago. So I finished the clinical rotation, but loved the city, loved my new community, loved my friends because of that CrossFit gym. And so then I just decided to accept a job there and stay and live in Chicago for about five years or so now. So, so you're essentially saying that CrossFit is like adult play dates. Kind of. Yeah. Like I had heard of that you, it's very community based and you'll meet people in the CrossFit gym. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, that's how I'll make friends. And then it took away all that stress of going to a new city by yourself. Yeah. That, that seems legit right there. Yeah. So now why to Milwaukee? Also a good question. Uh, so now uh, as a physical therapist, I own and operate a physical therapy clinic with the Onward Physical Therapy crew. And I had wanted to open a clinic. Um, I have a business partner, Drew, who um, we opened it together and he's in Milwaukee. So when I was ready to leave Chicago and we were looking for, okay, where do I want to open up this Onward uh, clinic? At that time, the hunter, my boyfriend, he his job required him to stay in the Midwest. And so we were looking at Milwaukee, St. Louis, uh, Minnesota, somewhere. And we just knew more people in Milwaukee. So that's kind of how we ended up just moving an hour and a half north and settling there. And so then I was able to team up with Drew so we co-own and operate Onward PT in Milwaukee together. Well, Mike F. jumped in. First of all, thank you for the donation. Uh, Kelly is dope. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate the shout out. <laughs> so gosh, I have so many ways to go with this. So we were chatting after Granite Games and you were kind of, and, and I don't know why we opened up this much, just hanging out for the first time, but yeah. you were very much in this conundrum of do I still compete or do I call it a day and just focus on my practice? Yeah. I still sometimes wonder. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think I remember wondering like, okay, do I sign on for another year after having a somewhat su like surprisingly successful experience at Granite Games, um, especially after a season that wasn't where I didn't feel 100%. I wanted to do another 
like obviously was curious okay if I wasn't injured for half the season leading up to Granite Games what would have happened another year of experience under my belt like what would have happened um but being a physical therapist opening a start being a business owner starting a practice from kind of like square one is also a very involved full-time job just like trying to compete at a professional level almost is and so trying to balance those two things uh can't say I nailed it on attempt one um and I just remember wondering like I know there's a little bit of give and take from each angle um but ultimately I obviously decided to go all in and um try to make both of it work so at some point, eventually though, I found that balance of like putting enough time into growing this business and making a difference for our community locally in Milwaukee, as well as trying to meet my personal goals of competing and seeing how far I can take this thing. Um, I found that balance eventually and both have obviously been doing pretty good so far. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about the pretty good part. I think I was lucky enough I think I was lucky enough to kind of hang out with you as this rush of emotion was just kind of coming over you because you did so much better at that semifinal than you thought. And you were processing it outwardly in my presence. And I just was lucky to kind of get the whole thought process. Yeah. All the stuff you just said, you were, you were saying that night. Yeah. Absolutely. I I kind of forgot that that has what we were talking about. So it was so long ago now. Um, but yeah, that was definitely in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. So you start this PT business. Um, how has that gone? Because you were just starting it when we, when we met, um, mm-hmm. it appears online to be doing pretty well. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been growing steadily. Um, and coming from being a new person in Milwaukee, I didn't have pre-existing relationships, so I had to kind of develop all of that. Um, but my little niche is obviously working with CrossFit athletes. That's what I love doing myself. I can relate to CrossFit athletes. I know kind of what the movements that we do in CrossFit, like how they kind of present with like shoulder pain and back pain and things like that. So I love helping other CrossFit athletes um, get out of pain, feel like they're successful training and gain PRs in that process. Like that's my little niche. So at least becoming members at multiple different gyms. I coach at one gym. Um, and so I've started to get well-connected within the CrossFit community there. That's helped a ton. Um, but I do admit like there was a period of time where the clinic, um, I was probably putting a little bit more, too much time into training and not enough into the clinic. And so I I have plenty of mentors that help me along in this process and they kind of set me in the right, um, set me at the right level of that balance. And that really helped where I could still feel successful and do what I wanted to train as well as now see the business grow better. So yeah, it's definitely taking off and I'm super, super thankful for my business partner, Drew, because I wouldn't be able to, I love having a teammate in that process. And I obviously wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now if I didn't have him too. So shout out to Drew. Uh, He's a real hero here. So thank, thankful for him. So how long did it take you from that night that we talked to you deciding, yeah, I'm going to try to do both? I think about, about a good month. Like I gave myself time to completely, like I had some injuries, like I mentioned that I was training through, um, through Granite Games even. And uh, I gave myself time just off emotionally, mentally, physically. And then, so I gave that about two weeks where I didn't work out at all. And then I started just getting back into things casually. There's like a period of time. Let me know. I don't know if anybody's like listening, but let me know if you agree. There's a period of time after a big competition where you just don't feel like pushing or getting uncomfortable at all. So I went through that for about two weeks. And then I had a conversation with my actual coach. And that's when I was kind of thinking about, okay, I do want to see what, where, how far I can take this with another year of experience. And I wasn't even doing individualized coaching at that point. I was just following a general competitor's programming through with him. And um, so that's when we had a conversation and then I started getting individualized programming and sign on for another year. 
Okay. Before we get into the season, I was talking mm-hmm. to, I think, I think Matilde Garnis. She's okay. a PT as well. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm probably wrong. I, I've talked to too many athletes now. Um, <laughs> but there was an athlete that's a PT. And, and I asked, how hard is it being a PT and an athlete at the same time? And they described it as the, the PT is on one shoulder and the athletes on the other and the athlete always wins. I could see that. Absolutely. I feel super blessed to have all the knowledge that I do have. For example, like I fit, I um, feel like I've become an expert in learning how to navigate physical pain and injury through a season. So it, the experience that I gain from trying to push my body to the limits and deal with like that emotional stress on board when you're like, okay, granite games is coming up and my shoulder hurts. Like that's going to make my shoulder hurt even more because of how important it is, you know? Um, so I feel, I just feel like I have this extra set of extra toolbox in my brain to help set me up as good as possible. It would be really hard if I didn't know any of that. And I was trying to get it from somebody else, I think. And so that's what I try to provide all my athletes with like these little tips and tricks and try to educate them on how to warm up appropriately, uh, get themselves like without having to take a ton of like ibuprofen or NSAIDs, the over-the-counter anti-inflammatories. Um, and so I, I feel like it's a, it's a huge blessing to have all this knowledge. So, and I do remember who said this, Amanda Barnhart, we said the same thing to her Cool. and she said that during training, the PT wins more as the closer she gets to competition, the more the athlete wins. Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. But I think, I think my PT brain is almost like too much blended with my athlete brain. Like I, I wonder what she means by like, I don't know if it's like breakdown of form that we know as like a PT, we want to move. So I, I think possible. it's that if, if you have that nagging injury and your advice as a PT would be, Hey, yeah. you need to rest. Mm-hmm. The closer she gets to competition, it's like, Nope, not going to rest. Cause I can't. That's fair. Yes. Where I've had a, I've had my mentor in PTs tell me as well as now I repeat this to myself of like, okay, you're not going to get that much fitter in like three more days if the competition is like in three days, but you can set yourself up to flare things up so much more. And so that, yeah, having that conversation with my head, I've gotten better at as I've become a more mature human and athlete, I think too. Um, more is not always better. Better is better. So I could definitely see from that aspect. Yes. Agreed. So your company onward physical mm-hmm. therapy must be doing so well because I noticed you sponsored an athlete at Wadapalooza. Oh yeah. 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 That was myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. First sponsored athlete. I uh, had a couple of t-shirts made or like I had a sports bra made like with our logo on it. I have it here or onward physical therapy. Um, and I actually found like a white noble sports bra and, uh, somebody said like, after I, uh, wore it for our first event that it looked like the leader's Jersey that you get at the games, you know, how that's like the white high neck bra and it has like typically like to me on the front (laughs) in red, it kind of looks similar. So I, not this year. (laughs) Right. I know. I know. Um, so let's talk about what a Palooza. Um, and the reason I really want to talk about this is one, your drastic improvement from 2022 to 2023 at Wadapalooza. I think you went from 16th to second in the RX division. Yes, that is accurate. And for people who are saying, well, it was only RX. I will tell you this. There's a huge correlation to people who have podiumed RX and having success in that same season at the games. I, yes, I believe that's correct. (laughs) That's what I keep trying to tell myself because I have that same response. Well, and there are stats um, and there are names like the most recent was Guy Mujeros uh, podiumed at Wadapalooza in the RX division and then took like eighth at the games. Do you remember how many years ago was that? Did he do Uh, I think it was like two years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. (laughs) Cool. Really recent. And there was a female who did, I think it was, 
it might have been Emma Carey. Oh wow, okay. Uh did like won the RX division and then placed in the top 15 at the games in the same season. Wow. Yeah. So th- there are recent um examples of if you do well in the RX division at Wadapalooza, you're going there, you have a good chance of doing well the rest of the season. So that brings me to this question. One, that was a stacked field. The podium on the RX division, I knew those athletes as much as some of the athletes in the uh, in the uh, elite division because yeah. we had interviewed Shaylin, we have interviewed you, we have interviewed um, Katie, and that was the entire podium on the women's side. You guys are all semifinalists at minimum. Mm-hmm. But then I go to find out that two of you are going team. I know. Well, this is a very recent change of plans. I had been planning to compete individually in North America East. That's where I was um, all year, essentially. Yeah. And the way that the athletes are dropping like flies, Mm -hmm. you know, there are only be six people left. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, okay. That sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. That's my, I call my New Zealand dad. That's rich. Okay. Um. So I really was excited when I saw how well you did at Wadapalooza to say, oh my gosh, it's going to be cool. Cause I feel like I was there at the beginning when you were having these thoughts and yes. to see where you're going to go. And then it was like a couple of days later and I talked to you at Wadapalooza, dang it. And then a couple yes, of days I later, I find out you're going team. I know. I know. I promise when I talked to you, I did not have this plan in place. <laughs> I wasn't like keeping any secrets because it really was a very last minute uh, change of plans. But I know after having had a really successful competition at Wadapalooza, I did leave there feeling so much more confident in my ability to get to semifinals in North America before. I mean, everybody's been talking about the, um, the split through the middle of the country, West and East, the East side does seem to be a little bit more, I don't mean to say competitive. They're still very talented athletes on either side, but like deeper as far as like all the training camps seem to be more located in the East. So that's intimidating as an so, athlete. That's so you've been in level. New Zealand too long. Why? Because if you look at the leaderboard, people are showing up in weird places. Oh, I, it's people are like scattering now. <laughs> right. And changing everything. Yeah, I've been interested. People to that see I swore were East are now West. Okay. There may even be there may be there may even be a couple that live in the same house that are in two different oh. regions. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Just okay. Just a little tidbit from yeah. over here. In I the guess States. yeah, I haven't been paying attention to the individual side of things as much. Just and and the reason I paid attention is because we're following a handful of athletes through the season. Yep. And now I have no athletes in the East. Oh, really? Wow. Because all the people that I picked that I thought were East have been moved. Gotcha. It's like too many people now are swinging to the other end. Yeah. Right. So I had to make uh, some last minute changes that haven't been announced yet, but we are going to cover at least an athlete in the East. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so then you decide to go team and is, how did this come about? Because I have questions around this. This is my what the question. Yes. Understandable. So so not only did you go team and not tell me, but then (laughs) you went team halfway around the world. Yes. So let me start, I guess, from the beginning. So I have been working with 6-4 training systems for two years. And um, the coach, the one that programs for all that, his name's Comey. He is based in New Zealand. So I met him two years ago because he had a team qualify and compete at the games two years ago. So they came up to the States about two weeks early and they trained at the gym that I worked at in Chicago. So that's when I met them and I started doing that program. And so we had just stayed in touch uh, just through training. And then he started coaching me individually. Um, And so about a month before Wadapalooza even. So maybe we're talking end of 2022. He just kind of threw out there like, hey, would you ever consider 
coming to New Zealand for the season to be on a team. And I was like, don't tempt me with a good time. Um, it sounds like such an awesome opportunity. But initially I said no because um, I just with starting the business, um, being the commitment of having to be gone away from mid-February all the way through semifinals, end of May, I couldn't really justify, even though obviously as an athlete who's, I've been an athlete my entire life, some having the opportunity to compete at the CrossFit Games is like the, a dream come true. Like that's what we're all dreaming of doing and trying to make that a reality. Um, but I had talked with like my mentors and ultimately decided um, it just wasn't in the cards to that, to be able to do that this year. But obviously, I thought about it almost every day since. Like, man, what an opportunity of a lifetime. That's like, I've really enjoyed working with this coach. He's really helped me progress as an athlete, um, like you said, two years ago almost. And that's probably the best chance I would ever have to showing up in Madison, not as a spectator, but as an athlete, currently at least. Um, and so then after Wadapalooza happened, it went so, I was, feeling that high of like really doing well in a competition, surprising myself. He brought that up again and said like, hey, can we really put some thought behind this? And obviously I had since our last conversation. And so that's, so my plan is I'm going to be here from uh, weeks one, two, and three of the open. I'm going to compete in quarterfinals. And then I'm actually going to head back to the States for the month of April to go back, work, uh, be present like with my clients, build the business, and then I'll head back to New Zealand before the Torian Pro to pending that we qualify and everything. Um, so I'm going to actually go back and forth to be able to make all of that work and find the balance between the two of these jobs, like wearing both hats as an athlete and as a business owner, physical therapist. Um, but like I mentioned, wouldn't be able to do this without Drew. So so thankful that he's there continuing to work and be present in the business. And I'm doing, I'm seeing a couple clients remotely while I'm here um, and continuing to do as much as I can on the back end. So that's how we're making it work. So my first major question is, do you have a good frequent flyer plan? <laughs> uh, not quite. We actually ran into some issues. So did you hear about how Auckland just had a pretty bad cyclone, Gabriel? was the name yeah so i originally was scheduled to fly from chicago to auckland and then just a short flight from auckland the north island to the south island where i'm here now um but that flight or i got like an email a couple days in advance saying like inclement weather is coming up we can't guarantee this flight's gonna happen and if i didn't if i did all the stuff to get here and then my flight got canceled and then we couldn't do the open at the gym, then our whole plan would have been done. So I got an entirely different flight, flew from Chicago or from LA to Sydney and then to New Zealand. So like all the way around to avoid the weather issues. Um, so I am developing frequent flyer mile <laughs> with all of this. <laughs> Good question. That, that That's all I care about that you, you're building up a bank of frequent flyer miles. So at yes. some point it'll pay off. Yeah, in some way. So our uh, our listener, Elise, says, it always amazes me when the athletes also have jobs. Next level human. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's tough to balance both. And Elise is a nurse, um, so she can relate to the medical field as Absolutely. well. Um, so, <laughs> so many questions. So now you're in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Who Who's the team? Yeah. So, um, awesome people. I, I just met them about a, a week ago. Right. And they're, I feel like I've been here for weeks already. So one of the athletes, Clint, he was on the CrossFit games team. They had two years ago. So he has experience of competing in Madison, which is great. And then the other two athletes, Kendall and Pieta, uh, they have lived in Christchurch for a while now. I've been their coaches at, with a plus six, four, um, fitness community here and they're awesome people. They have also a lot of experience competing on a team. They've competed together for, I think a handful of years now on the same team. So that's the crew. We're going to see what we can do with it. So I'm not as familiar with the oceanic uh, region as mm -hmm. I am with the, the States and Europe. 
what are your chances with this team of making the games? Because if you're making this commitment, I am sure this was part of the assessment. Absolutely. Yes. We have a very high chance of being able to uh, do what we need to do. There's a lot of work that's going to have to go into getting there. Um, but we do have a very high chance because you're right. Like if it was like a 50, 50, I'm not sure if I would financially time wise, all that make the sacrifices that we are making to get this done. But we, um, with the work ethic and the situation that we have, we're thinking it's, we have a strong chance of doing what we need to do. And you're the only non, is it Kiwi? Yes. Yes. Actually, Clint, he's originally from France. So okay. he is from, but he, he's been living here since I think 2019. So he's been here for a while. So Bruce asked, and I think he just missed it. Uh, it was what made you go team? And it was just an incredible opportunity to punch your ticket to the games. Yeah. I, ever since the CrossFit Games has been in Madison, I've gone with some friends to go watch as a spectator and just being a lover of like the sport of CrossFit and um, an athlete that's always had like high aspirations of competing. Uh, this, yeah, this is an opportunity that I think when I'm like 75, 85 years old, I'm going to look back and be like, man, I wish I'm so glad I did that versus being like, oh, that's a lofty goal or like a lot of sacrifices are going to be have to be made to get this done. Um, but I, I'm, I was willing like, willing to throw my hat and let's, let's send it. Let's go. <laughs> really? The, the one connection was your coach. Yes. Yes. So you've all been coached by the same person for a couple of years now. So you're mm-hmm. all doing like similar programming. So really yep. the, the catch up shouldn't be as tough as it is for some of the other super teams. I think so. And I think we're lucky that we have an objective set of eyes that knows all of our skill sets individually. And the fact that two out of the four have been on the same team, one out of the four has, um, is so fit and amazing and has a lot of team experience. It's real. I feel like the one I have to do a lot of the catching up of getting used to doing team events or synchro this, synchro that, the worm. That's what we're focusing on to just catch up. But you're pretty fit too. I would say <laughs> what Comey said was I am very capable. <laughs> said that to like <laughs> jump right into this role. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you work out. You're pretty fit. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what about Hunter? <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel so bad. So he's still home. Uh, we try to connect <laughs> as frequently as off, off uh, as we can with the time change. But we, so we've actually always been such a fan of the Torian Pro. Like that's, we've always said, that's the coolest semifinal out there. Um, We love watching that one. So we're going to try to get him to fly out and be able to watch the Torian Pro live. So the plan, not concrete yet, but he's going to come here to New Zealand for a week and then head over to Brisbane with us and be along for that ride. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. You better come with a ring. That's all I got to say. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, one of those like um, work rings, he said, he'll use. <laughs> um, so what is the end goal? So you, you think you have a legit better than 50, 50 shot, hopefully a way better than 50, 50 shot of punching your ticket to the games. Do you plan to make some noise when you get there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm already like, I almost have to like peel my brain back because I'm already thinking like, oh, I got to start running. I got to start like dialing and swimming. And we have a lot of stuff to do before we get to that part of the training process. But I would love to see, yeah, how, how it goes at the games and like really try to compete there too, not just go for the experience. Um, So yeah, I'm super looking forward to that. So Elise is piped in again, and I don't know if you know, I do these shows called Scott Riffs, and it's just my mm-hmm. rants about different things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next Scott Riffs will be about Kelly not being engaged yet. Oh, man. The, I feel more pressure from you than my own parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So I actually have this really cool idea because, like, we can't get to Australia, but maybe Hunter can help us bring some of 
Australia to the States because I know he's great at doing play-by-play on his Instagram account when you're working out. Are you talking about how he live at Wadapalooza for the events? Oh, yeah. That was a hit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he did live play-by-play. Yes. Well, because being in the RX division, there wasn't great coverage at Wadapalooza. It's like they set up like a GoPro security camera in the like far corner of the stage. Corner. You really can't see much. And like my whole family loves watching. And so we're like, let's just go live so you get a better view. And so it was a real hit this year. So here is my, here's was one of my riffs legitimately is that every big competition should have a GoPro in every lane. Oh, that would be cool. GoPros are not that expensive. Mm-hmm. And whether they broadcast it or not, so be it. But they have access to that footage, right? If something happens in that mm-hmm. lane, they can go right to it. But at the end of each event, you as the athlete get the footage from your lane to then share with your family, right. friends, right. right? And then you don't have to have... 8 million people standing at the rail with phones blocking everybody else's view. Oh yeah. I never thought about that. I don't hate that at all. That sounds like you're onto something. Yeah. I think that is such a simple fix to a major problem because every CrossFit event, the rails are covered with people with phones. Totally. And you may not get rid of every rail stander, rail squatter, whatever I want to call them that day. But I think security would be, it would be easier for them to say, get off the rail if they're not trying to take a video of their family member. True. True. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a a little taste of my, my riff and rant. Um, And I think it would be an easy solution. And I think for smaller competitions, you put something magnetic at the end of every lane and, and they can take their phone, stick it, hit record and go. Yeah. Like DIY footage away for the yeah. fan. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I would take advantage. Yeah. Cause if in CrossFit, you know, if it's not videoed, it didn't, did it really happen? It's always the question. Right. <laughs> exactly. So let's, let's have some fun questions and you people in the chat, make sure you pipe in here. You're in New Zealand. Many of us will never have the opportunity to be there. What, what it was your first impression landing in New Zealand? It is so much more green and lush and clean. I would say they really, um, prioritize like the wellness of their land even when we went through customs, like they asked if you have like hiking boots, if they're really dirty, they're going to inspect them because they're trying to minimize how much like waste or like pests, like bugs, even harmful things like to come into their land. So that was, I would say my first impression. It's beautiful here. It makes me wonder why I live in where I live <laughs> sometimes. Where you live in Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful in certain ways, uh, but very different. <laughs> um, so it's a very small island. Mm-hmm. How how close to water are you? We, uh, Kendall and Pieta took me to the beach for my birthday, which was nice because I got here, all these new people, and then I was like, hi, it's my birthday too. Hang out with me. Um, it was like a <laughs> 15, 20 minute drive. And I think it's only like a I want to say two to three hour drive to get to the other side of the island too. So it's not super wide. One of my favorite fun facts, just because I came from Chicago, there's more people living in Chicago than all of New Zealand population wise. That's just crazy to think about. Yeah. Crazy. So is, are there mountains? Are there hills? Yes. There's like when you're driving, you can see like in the distance mountains, which is also beautiful um just like if have you ever driven around in denver how like the mountains are just like in the backdrop and it looks awesome i, I don't want to admit how little oh. i've traveled no <laughs> okay well <laughs> for those who have seen denver it's kind of like that just without the like snow on the top and without the ocean 15 minutes away correct yes yes yes, yes. so um first bruce says 
no rush to get engaged. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're not in a rush because we no, don't have a plan. So it'll happen when we're ready. <laughs> but knowing Bruce, I don't know if that's him hitting on you or just saying, hey, there's no oh. pressure. <laughs> I don't know. And then um, Elise, um, I don't, she says, have you seen any kangaroos? No, I have not. Are, are kangaroos indigenous to New Zealand or that, is that an Australian thing? It's definitely Australia. I'm not sure if there's any here. I would have, I'll, I'll ask. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, my next, so, so you have mountains and you have water. Like mm -hmm. that just seems like dream. I like a dream. Mm-hmm. And Bruce actually responded, maybe both. <laughs> hey, we keep it real here. <laughs> and Elise said she thought it was both. So, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, that again went over my head. <laughs> <laughs> when I said, I just to help you out, when, I don't know if Bruce was hitting on you or if he was saying, really, there's no rush to get married. And right, I took it literally. So, okay, that's yeah. the one over my head. Um, <laughs> um, and Bruce says that the kangaroos are an Aussie thing. Okay. Okay. The main. The, so now we're, a, we're. I was going to say there's just sheep everywhere. Like I remember driving around like upstate New York. There's cows everywhere. While there's also cows here, ton of sheep. So that's a little bit different and very fun to see. Um. And I think it's the birds that are the most different. Like I've seen birds that I've never seen before. Which is uh, cool. are are they beautiful? Are they? Yeah, there's these like black and white birds. I think uh, magpies might have been what they told me they were. So they showed up, and I was like, "That's new." Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my only <laughs> this is gonna. This dates me very, very bad. And I'm probably going to say something that nobody even understands is my only knowledge of New Zealand is from a movie when I was a kid called Young Einstein starring okay. Yahoo Sirius. Okay. And Yahoo Sirius was a New Zealand, a Kiwi actor back in the day whose hair went like, like a million okay. directions up and like super tall. Um, and he was surrounded by sheep all the time. Yeah, that sounds accurate. And and it was a very hilly, very mm -hmm. lush green setting where he was. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's my only recollection of New Zealand. That's sad, huh? I can't say I recognize the name of that movie or anything, so I'm not sure. But it does sound to be spot on. Okay. So what is what's the food like there? Um. I, I don't know. My, I'm trying not to change what I'm eating like too much. Um, but I'm staying with a host family. They're members of the gym and they're too nice to me. So they've been um, helping me with all of that stuff. So I've been eating well because they've been cooking and it's awesome. So the food at Rich and Janine's house is fantastic. So shout out to them as well. Awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I just, I pulled up a, a picture of Yahoo Sirius just to give you a giggle, probably more than anything. Uh, um, and I'm going to share that now. That oh, wow. is Yahoo Sirius. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I've never yeah. seen that. I'll have to look into it. <laughs> yeah. Total, total 1980s. Gotcha. Right? So, yeah. But. <laughs> Just that I'm not making stuff up. Yep, I believed you. Um, so you're gonna finish the open. You're gonna fly back. No, I'm staying Are through you... quarterfinals, team quarterfinals. Oh my goodness! So that's mm -hmm. like five or six weeks. Yeah. So February 12th to April 2nd is the first Our... chunk of time. So about six oh, wow. Weeks. So quarters, quarters are like the, oh, it's March the last, dummy. it's the Ooh, last week I, of March. Yes. Did you okay. forget? <laughs> gotcha. I forgot about yeah. March altogether. That's okay. Just kind of put it out of my head. <laughs> um, I was like, is quarters like the week after the open? No, there's actually a little That's tiny break. Fine. 
Yeah. So we have a good chunk yeah. of time to like get more time, like kind of learning how we all move and pace and just getting familiar with that. And obviously like getting the worm out, that's something that I've never really touched before. So um, yeah, we'll have a good like chunk of time to get familiar as a team. And that'll be good because quarters will then introduce more team type workouts yeah. and, and you'll be ready by that, that time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that'll be the first time we get to like test ourselves on like with some pressure still in the comfort of like your own gym, but actually doing stuff as a team together. And remind me top 30 teams from that quarters gets to go to Torian pro. I believe it's top 20 go to Torian pro. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So it's less than the others. Is it 30? And yeah, it must be. No, maybe it's 20. I don't know if it's 20. I told like you, you made me stay up late. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No pressure. People can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is 20 now that you say that. 20. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to fly back to Milwaukee. Yep. To the lush green land of Milwaukee. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be past winter at least. So I'll skip winter for the year because <laughs> it's summer here <laughs> right now. Um, and then, yes, I'll head back in early May to then reacclimate to the time zone change, kind of get my bearings back on this side of the world, and then head over to Australia and see what the Touring Pro is all about. <laughs> How long did it take you to acclimate this time? I would say I got here on a Tuesday, probably about a week. I was I kept waking up at 4 a.m. every single morning. Something my internal clock is pretty good, and 4 a.m. would come around. And I'd just be like, "All right, ready for the day." Uh, I was surprised because I tried like I started going to sleep at like a normal local time of like 10 or 11, and just figured I'd wake up and I'd be fine. But that circadian rhythm is strong, so it took I would say about a week to get used to. And did you train through that acclimation period? Yeah. So I got here Tuesday afternoon and we had our first training session on Wednesday. Stuff did not feel great. 23.1 was still like a little bit. I, I felt like I did well. I'm happy with how it went. Um, but before my coach was like, I'm not really expecting much out of you, just letting you know. And I was like, okay, thanks for the, like, it took a little pressure off, I guess, just knowing you're going to feel a little bit slow or sluggish for the first five, six days at least. So how did it go after you did it and looking back but, in retrospect? Pretty good. Um, I, you always wonder like, oh, could I have gone faster here and there? Um, but we we actually had it programmed about three weeks before it was announced. So I had recently done it. I didn't do it in – it was from 2014, right? Yeah. I'm already blanking out. Okay. Um, I didn't even start CrossFit till 2016. Um, so I I – when I practiced it about three weeks ago, I finished 17 out of the 20 muscle ups. And I was like, okay, if we can finish the muscle ups, that'll be good improvement. So I finished the muscle ups with a couple of seconds to spare. So cranked out a couple cows. And so I'll take any improvement from three weeks ago. So I was pleased with it, especially given yeah, all the travel yeah. and adjusting. I'm in a new area. Like it, it was, I was proud of it. Yeah. And that, like looking at the leaderboards here, that would have put you like in the top 50 in either region, probably here. I think so. Yeah. Or cause it'll still tell me, I think in my region, I might've been 70 or something like that. Cause I know I'm always wondering like, okay, what about if I did individual this year, how would I be stacking up? So I can still kind of see a little bit of how that would go. So they still put you on the leaderboard here. Cause of my citizenship, it still says I, like if I were to go individual, I would still be North just because I'm in a different region. I'd still be doing North America East. Kelly, Kelly, like, Kelly. What? You're just making everything more confusing for me. I know it is. I there know. are people, there are people on the leaderboards here in the States that train out of the East are on a team in the West and they're showing up on the West leaderboard. Oh, so, well, maybe it's because I didn't change my address but you have to be associated with the affiliate that you're working out at, right? Yes. And so I, un I am under that because I just have to do the open and quarterfinals at that affiliate. It's not you. It's not your fault. It's <laughs> okay. the frustrations I have with CrossFit and the different ways 
apparently they're doing things depending on who you, I don't know. I think maybe they use a magic eight ball and they shake it. Oh, she's in the East. Shake it. Oh, right. And they're in Africa. Right. I don't know. Still learning it. Cause just cause it's been different every year. So still learning all the rules and regulations. When you do what I do, you are trying to know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you talk eloquently. Um, yeah, I've given up. It's okay. I've given up. Hopefully we're doing all, all right. We're checking all boxes though. So you got 23.2 coming. Mm-hmm. You're going to, and then are you going to get any time to kind of explore New Zealand at all? Uh, any rest days, any rest periods where coach yes. says, Hey, go hug a koala. <laughs> right. I know. Um, I mean, the primary job is to be training. So that has to still be the priority, but we will have, we have rest days. Um, you can't work out 24 seven. Um, but after he was talking about our plan and we'll have some like deload weeks where we'll have a little bit more time. And so a couple, I, I can't remember any of the names of places that they keep mentioning, but the, my teammates have been like, Oh, we got to take you here. We got to take you here. So I will get to go see some more stuff, but I'm very easily pleased. Like I Googled like the touristy places where you have to go see. And if it's like on the North Island, like I don't have the time to be able to go take a trip up to the North Island and back just because again, the priority is to be here training, but I should be able to see some cool stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my last question for you, you get to Torian pro you punch your ticket to the games. Are you going to take a couple days to celebrate in Australia? I haven't even thought that far ahead yet. We haven't booked our return flight. Uh, so that would be nice, especially if Hunter's going to make all the, the long trek to come down to like maximize that time. Uh, so we'll have to take a look at the calendar and see. Um, but I'll probably go from Australia straight back to the States versus like New Zealand and then like back around. Um, so yeah, we probably can budget a day or two cause you'll need to recover from semifinals. And how many opportunities are you going to get to be in Australia for a couple, right. what would be normally a rest day anyway? Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. I appreciate you putting the plan in my head already. <laughs> so yes, we'll try to make that work. Well, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time to do this. You are always a blast to hang out with. Um, too bad you're not going to be at a North American semi where we can hang at the bar afterwards again. Right, but right. I will be watching um, the streams to see how you're doing. Um, and I am going to talk to Hunter about maybe getting some feed over to us live yeah. on the podcast just to get a taste of the Torian Pro. I um, think you would love that. Definitely hit him up. Yeah. So with that, um, good luck, Kelly. And we will talk to you soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much for having me. It was good to chat. All right. Have a good one.